There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. When I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. Hi, welcome to For Colored Nerds. I'm Brittany. This is Eric. And today is a special day. Today is a special day. Saturday. And it is, wait, wait, it's Saturday. Uh-huh. It's cold outside. What else? It's, we're black still. We are. It hasn't changed. Wouldn't change it. Is it, is it your, your birthday? It is my birthday! <laughs> It's my birthday today. Good job guessing that, Eric. I am 27 years old, I'm proud to say. That's great. You made it. I know. I really did. I made it. I made it 27. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. And hopefully we get one more year. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping so. Hopefully, you know, I'm not even going to come at you. I'm not even going to come at you. I really appreciate that. that. That's good. That's my birthday gift. (laughs) All right, there you go. Thank you. But uh, today we're going to talk we're talk a little bit about politics. A little bit about do a little politicking. A little politicking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. That was good. That was good. So the election just happened two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it did just happen two weeks ago. And a lot of shit went down. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty interesting. I think it's interesting because I'm interested in politics. You are I work interested. in politics. Yeah. But a lot of things happened that I thought were really cool and really did a really good job of forecasting what could happen going mm. forward. We were given a lot of data. Yeah, exactly. So it's not a secret that the Democrats lost pretty bad, really bad. I think actually one of the words that you had used earlier when describing a term that was used in forecasting was bloodbath. Yeah. What actually happened was even slightly worse than that. Yeah. It was it was bad. So we lost the... I mean, we never had the House. We were never going to get the House. Okay. But we definitely lost the Senate. Hard. Yeah. We ate that. Yeah. And luckily, you know, there wasn't a presidential election. We actually, we might have done better. No, I mean... There, yeah, <laughs> been, a, I was going to say, we might have just been able to get a little bit more... Momentum. Yeah. <laughs> something. But yeah, this shit was bad. The turnout overall was, was pretty low. Well, um, midterm midterm elections traditionally have low turnout, though. Very true. Very people true. Um, people hate voting in midterm elections. Yeah, the thing is, a lot of times it's hard for people to connect that something different is going to happen after I do this. A lot of people do not. Uh, a lot of people don't pay attention to like legislation. Yeah. In general, so like it's not they can't really like. I don't think it's actually like I think it's important to care about it, but I don't think. Everybody has the time or the resources to always be up on stuff like that. Yeah, we are um, trying to live. Right, a lot of people are out here trying to live. So I think a lot of people can't connect the dots between like who they vote for in midterm election and then what may eventually happen. Yeah, important information. Yeah, important information. Say the least. But not everybody can really can really connect to it. But yeah, so the the turnout was pretty bad, and we don't want to talk. We're not going to talk about 
like every race and which ones we lost, all that stuff. That I think is no. That's like I mean, you can Google that. And yeah, it's gonna take a long time. Right, it's kind of boring. And I gotta, I gotta turn up. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get your hair done. I do. I forgot to get. Well, not because it here. looks bad. I'm just no, saying. I mean, I mean, I have a snatch back right now. I look like I literally just got out of a pool. Go ahead. But one of the one of the like big races uh, that that I wanted to talk about was Texas. So Texas was in this particular like race was a big deal. There is a new organization called like Battleground Texas mm-hmm. that's like all about trying to turn Texas blue. Yes. And the poster child for that was the governor's race or the candidate for the governor's race, Wendy Davis. Wendy Davis, our girl. Yeah. And and just a quick lightning quick recap. Mm-hmm. Wendy Davis was a legislator in Texas. And she her, she kind of rose to fame really quick, really quick because she's zero to one hundred yeah. actually with that filibuster. Yeah, she fill she tried to filibuster sadly unsuccessfully some some new abortion legislation that was being passed in the state. Oof. So that like put her on the map, and she raised a ton of money, like literally a lot of money, because everybody saw it and they were like, oh man, she's got the momentum. People really like her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, black people like her, women like her, mm-hmm. Hispanics like her. Well, let's give her some money. And let's see what she can do. Mm-hmm. People didn't necessarily expect her to kill the election. But, but they thought things were going to go a little bit better. Yeah. Than they did. She lost really bad. She got hurt. She got hurt. She was injured. <laughs> she was injured. <laughs> the thing that I, wanna, that I wanted to talk about was like, why did that happen? I mean, she had some obvious, like, gaffes initially in her campaign. campaign. Initially, she tried to go back from the abortion thing, which was kind of weird. And then she clarified that, you know, I I mean, I filibustered abortion. I I am in favor of it (laughs) being legal. Didn't change my mind. Um, She ran a really weird commercial. Yeah. um, About, like, this. uh, the other candidate um, is disabled and he was in a wheelchair. And she ran a commercial that made it seem like being in a wheelchair is a bad thing. It wasn't cool. Yeah, it, it was wasn't weird. a real cool decision. It was kind of like the Nikki video in that somebody on your team should have told you. Yeah, somebody should have. Somebody should have been like, "Hey, uh, this is not a good look." Nah, no. <laughs> but that honestly, that wasn't even. I feel like those things didn't. Like, no, didn't I don't help. think they. I don't think that they. Yeah, they didn't help. But I don't think they were enough to. Had they not happened, I don't know. The shoot have been like, oh, clinched it. Yeah, done. Got this. Got him. <laughs> but the big thing that people kind of talked about or that people circled around was that she lost women. Yes. They were like, Wendy Davis, she failed to get the women's vote. She didn't get the women's vote. You know, all this type of stuff. People are bemoaning all the women that Wendy Davis didn't win. Interestingly enough, I'll give you a little detail about these women. Mm-hmm. They are only white. Yeah. I mean, because I don't count in Texas, at least in the context of this conversation, me being both black and a woman, I can only be in one category or the other. Because I want to say it was like I think ninety three percent of black people voted, <laughs> which is a lot. Uh, Sizable. I was going to say ninety three percent. If you're even going by high school grade scale, that's a solid A. Yeah. Okay. That's a. That's that's a, a you're no longer in the A minus. So ninety three percent of black people in in Texas voted for voted Wendy Davis. You know, they wanted her to be in office. And um, I would assume that a good amount of those black people were women. Yeah. But, yeah, white women, though, they dropped the ball. Dropped Hispanic the ball. women, they, you know, they came out. Latino and Hispanic folks came out for Wendy, like, as a whole. And the women, they came out for Wendy. And, sorry, whenever I refer to someone as Wendy with no last name. <laughs> it I, sounds like Wendy's. Only, no, I don't think of Wendy Williams. Oh, okay. Well, see, so, yeah, I think of Wendy's, like, No, oh, I think about Wendy's, too. But I think about Wendy's anyway. Um, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, the main people who didn't, these women, I guess, like the only people, you know, to whom this title applies, uh, white women, they're the people who didn't vote for Wendy. Which is interesting because of the obvious. Wendy Davis is white. She's a white woman. She is a white woman. You would think... That she couldn't get her folks to put on for her. Like, at all. At all. They, they were like, no. They couldn't they turn doing up the on Tuesday. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> no. I see what I did there. I see what you did. <laughs> but no, so yeah. And it, <laughs> Sorry. That was terrible. <laughs> that was. But I'll take it. But no, like, you would think that considering her appeal, you know, she appealed. She never used the term feminist. But... Mm-hmm. Considering her feminist, her clear feminist appeal, she's... Absolutely. I mean, if you just break it down, she's like a peppy, attractive white woman running for office. And in general, women running for office is something that never happens for a variety of reasons that we may be able to get into later in this episode, actually. Yeah. And then, you know, with the sneakers and the abortion filibuster, like, done. She had her she had her street cred. Yeah. So, it's like, my. I mean, my question is, is what happened? But the thing is, it's not that surprising considering... Texas. Also considering voting trends. So people tried to come for, like, people tried to say in the election, the only reason we voted for Obama was because he was black. That's it. Because uh, there's, of course, you know, obviously 70% of the population in the United States is black. And obviously, you know, we yeah. we, we got him in office. Yeah. All, you know, 250 million black people. We only States. vote for black right. people. We voted for Herman Cain. Yeah, we love like, him. Jesse. Jesse Jackson. <laughs> We saw him Shirley Chisholm won. Shirley Chisholm. That's right. You're forgetting all the greats. Yeah. I mean, that was the only reason we voted for him. Because we haven't been out here voting Democrat since... Since the 60s. Since yeah. Since, like, straight up, like... Since them forever Ken- ago. Them Kennedys. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, what, what's the deal? We, we're out here. We're doing the work. We're doing the hard part. Yeah. We're, we're actually, like, truly getting to the polls. Then why, you know, why why can't liberals in texas we didn't even need that many like texas as a whole you know you understand that a lot of the state is conservative mm-hmm. all she really needed to to capture in order to win the, win the state and this is not to say this is like a small thing you know this is a lot of people yeah. it's millions of people yeah, I was but, gonna say, texas is big but she needed the minority vote which includes you know because we don't really matter um yeah <laughs> which includes blacks and hispanics yeah what she got, she needed... Yeah, the, I mean, she, like, clinched. Yeah. Seriously. She needed the, kind of, the millennial vote or the young people's vote. We didn't really come out, though, I don't think, in Texas that, that hard. No. We didn't come out nationally that hard, but... You know, I think that goes back to the connecting the dots. It's hard for us to, you know, to sometimes picture, like you said, those, those like, smart... Like, if I vote for this state senator or this governor, mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the next, like, four years as an actual result of that? Like, exactly. It's hard for us to actually think that, because... Ain't shit been happening in Congress for, Yo, for a Congress while now. Congress is like, Congress is about as popping as MySpace right now. <laughs> <laughs> Folks asleep. Yeah. Like, literally asleep. So, I mean, I think that's that kind of led to it. So, that, but in addition to that, she couldn't get white women to come out and vote for her, which is extremely frustrating and surprising, considering how much she really appealed to them. But then I have a, I have a, I have a thought. I don't actually know that much about the details of the races in Texas, but something that I've been thinking about sit like you know in a post Sarah Palin world mm-hmm. when she was at least I would say in the millennial memory she was the first woman I think who was conservative woman who was trotted out as like you know you guys can have Hillary you guys can have you know this person that person you guys can have Wendy Davis but we've got Sarah Palin we got Joni Ernst like they could just like feminism 
up until a few years ago was a very academic term that yeah. only certain people would talk about in certain contexts. And now feminism has become a lot more popular, mm-hmm. a lot more commonly discussed. A lot of conservative and GOP folks, and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of their candidates are going to either they're, they're going to be supporting these, like, super conservative women under the guise of any woman is a, like, is a good woman to elect. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were, possibly on other smaller, other smaller elections, mm-hmm. if there were women who are conservative but want to still feel like they're, quote-unquote, doing something for women. Yeah. If they were able to be like, well, I'm not fucking with Wendy Davis, but I'm fucking with this chick, right? I'm gonna fuck with my, you know, my Republican Congresswoman, even though I think what we just reached 100 women, we went from 99 yeah. to 100. If- and at one time it was like 104, so we actually we're just barely making up like the ground. Yeah, or of, we. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, of the amount of I mean, in, in like in Congress, and it's like it kind of sickens me, grosses me out the well, way that they're like the way that a lot of conservatives and GOP folks are using that as like a way to kind of just keep shit the way that it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's actually a really really great point because conservatives, surprise surprise, aren't a huge fan of feminism. Interesting. But plot twist. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely seems like they're trying to, you know, use it for their benefit. Mm-hmm. We won't call it this, but I'm a woman too. You can vote for me. Exactly. You know? But re- the reality is you're supporting women. You believe that this woman can do this job, mm-hmm. which means that she would be equal to her male counterpart. Mm-hmm. Feminism, as much as I remember, mm-hmm. is thinking that there should be equality between the sexes. In theory, you know, yeah. That, that, that in theory technically makes sense. But in practice, if you look at... Like I said, a Joni Ernst. In practice, <laughs> the, the feminism doesn't quite. Uh, it doesn't lock it's, up. It's not really happening. But I mean, and that's that's as a result but, of the like their actual policy. Exactly. But, it's, it's, but then that also goes back to connecting the dots. Yeah. Maybe I'm biased because I have always been, since I've been a voting agent since before that, a pretty socially liberal person, and you know tended to vote uh, in a certain direction. And also, too, as a black woman. As a young black woman in America, I don't have the luxury of like, I don't know how I feel about this issue. Yeah. Let me go research because I could be on the fence. And at politics, as politics have become more polarized, the older that I've gotten, we were just talking about this. The dominant president before Obama to most millennials is George W. Bush. Since 2000, 2001, politics have become extremely polarized yeah. in the United States. So there's no longer any middle of the road. I can't think of too many issues where you can show up at the poll. Or it can be the week of, you know, of election day. And you're like, hmm, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Like, or I think both of these candidates would do something I, I like exactly. on this issue. You can't really see that anymore. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe there are people who are on the fence who, you know, kind of like toe that line. But I think that most, I think that when we're talking about white women in Texas, probably a good amount of them are conservative. I, I don't actually know the numbers. Maybe most of them are conservative. Like, I wouldn't feel crazy I definitely, saying I, that. Yeah, I think there's definitely yeah. a majority. I th- yeah, I think there's some type, even if it's in the 50s, I yeah. think there's still some type of majority of conservative women in Texas. I think that they are going to the polls with their mind already made up. And if they see, you know, if they see, uh, if they, you know, they're voting down the, the straight party ticket yeah. and they see some women's names, they're like, oh, great. All the better. When? They don't, they, <laughs> but they're only connecting the dots so far. So they're going to the poll. That they're going with their mind made up and they have some idea that they are going to make this decision, you know, by voting to a, like to affect some type of change. But I still don't know if they understand 
like you, when you talk about policy, I still yeah. don't know if they understand like where the policy comes out on the other side. And that actually brings up a good point. Like one of the other things, and this this happened. In and a maybe lot of they other don't races. care because <laughs> well, it doesn't think, affect them. I mean, I think they do care. This, and this was this was interesting. Like Arkansas, I think maybe it was Arkansas, maybe it was Mississippi. There was like a statute on the ballot. It asked it asked voters to make a fetus at the time of conception a person to define that as a person and that was soundly rejected like by like 80 Mm percent in like arkansas mississippi which is extremely conservative yeah but and they don't favor abortion at all no not no they don't but folks were smart enough to know that i don't know this is kind (laughs) of bad (laughs) it sounds it just i mean not necessarily bad I could see how that sounds extreme. Even if you're on the fence, quote unquote, yeah. or even if you feel like that sort of issue doesn't apply to you, that sounds extreme. Yeah, I mean, it is extreme. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that you have these candidates, these conservative candidates, who, you know, their rhetoric is filled with, I don't support abortion, full stop, at any circumstance. Yeah. And then they would vote in favor, or excuse me, against an amendment to, that basically supports that position. Yeah. So it's... It's crazy, like like going back to your point, exactly. People aren't really making the the leap. They understand the two the, mm-hmm. the differences of the two. Mm-hmm. But they aren't making that connection between this person says this and the policy of what that means yeah. is this really crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. It's it's again to repeat, connecting connecting those dots. Yeah. So I mean hopefully they can kind of get that together. And there was there was another article that you mentioned. Like, it said basically, like, Texas might kind of stay red for a long time. Yeah. Stay red or, like, continue. Continue to be red. To be red. <laughs> right. Can, I was it's like, just I gonna, didn't think this was a recent change. change. But, I mean, and I think that, I think we're going to get momentum in the next presidential election. Hopefully. I think so. I think there's enough, honestly, it's enough wild shit happening now that I could definitely see, what, 2016 is, what year is it now? It's 2014, 2014, about to be 2015. Right. So, yeah, the shit's about to kick off. I mean, the climate right now. It's like, I feel like if I put my finger in my mouth, put my finger up in the air. You should do it like a pop. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't do it. I think that, like, the climate right now, some shit in the air. But it's, 2016 might be some shit. Yeah, and I think it, I think it could happen. We just need a strong momentum. We need, you know, millennials got it. We, we have to find a way to get consistent. And I think if conservatives continue to do the crazy shit that's going on right now see now you know what you just start talking i don't want to talk about 20 you know what sorry i just <laughs> like I, yeah i'm like grabbing my forehead right now because i'm just like candidate oh yeah presidential can't yeah okay because there's a possibility that hillary couldn't run oh well, not couldn't run but doesn't run and then there's i don't even that i don't even uh, some people aren't sure some people I like, sure. I know, you know what though that's like when people are like you know what they say who the fuck is that <laughs> Some people, shut up. I've literally heard somebody say that. I don't Who? know if Hillary on the on. bus. Well, no, it was actually on a train. We were all stop. Right. All right, bye. <laughs> but stop. But I mean, all I'm saying is it can happen. So I mean, I think the interesting thing, like, to, I mean, to come back is like, what happens now? We lost all these elections. You know, we lost I mean, everything. Like, we pretty lost. much all of them. It's yeah. just we're gonna <laughs> we be did. we're just gonna be glib. We're just gonna say we lost like every we election. lost every like, election. Everyone. <laughs> But what actually happen na- happens now? I mean, not that much is really going to change in the next few years. And that's probably why a lot of people didn't vote. Um, because it's not like if we had kept the Senate, all this new legislation that was, you know, per- like reparations was going to pass or some shit. No, uh-uh. <laughs> like, Free weed like, for everybody. No, yeah. <laughs> no. But no, it's not It's not going to happen. And yeah, People thought it was like, that'd be like if you thought, remember that movie where Chris Rock ran for president? Yeah, head of state. <laughs> head of state. It'd be just like that. 
but Obama's still in office, so he can veto anything that's like really, really wild that that you know yeah. the House and the Senate managed to pass. And the only like the kind of the worst case scenario that could happen is if you know, knock on wood, Ruth Bader Ginsburg like happens to you she know pass. She looks healthy. She's I mean, her mind is whip sharp, whip smart. I was gonna say. So, but if God forbid something did happen to her, I can see where he would have an near impossible time getting like another Shoot. candidate confirmed yeah i mean that'd be like i mean that's like yeah that's done <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, no. it's, it's not going down Mm-mm. you know she's still she's still kicking and hopefully she keeps doing what she's doing yeah um because she's she's good at it she's cool but yeah that's that's pretty much it since so since the election you know since this has happened we've kind of settled into it barack has gotten real bold like homie is homie it's has been, been out here it? it's been like t- 11 days yeah it's been 11 days since the just the actual election day results day it's been 10 <laughs> like yeah. and he's just like he's like yo i'm i'm out here i'm still here and i'm like still three doing weekend shit days mixed up in that okay i am the president it's going down yeah and it's interesting because initially he he just came out and was like yeah this wasn't how i would have preferred for things to come out yeah but he was real chill. <laughs> yeah. And because, like, also, I mean, you know, he had to know. Yeah. He we, knew. I knew. You yeah, knew. I knew. So, you know, he knew. <laughs> I feel like Pookie and him knew. Yeah. Pookie, <laughs> the Pookie and them, who he's always telling us we need to get to the polls. By yeah. the way, just an aside, I read something, some statistics. If you control for incarceration, incarceration rates, I feel like I could start a million sentences with, if you control <laughs> for incarceration rates... I want to say black men vote more than white guys do. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. I've read a... I read it's a, like at least as much, if not more. I can't remember whether it was as much or more. But yeah, if you control for incarceration rates, which like, I don't even want to get into the fact that, that if you're incarcerated for some reason, you can't... Like you're not a citizen anymore yeah. and you can't vote. You can't vote. Or if you had a felony and you served your time. It could be a bullshit felony too. Oh man, I used to work in housing. I did like section eight senior housing for, you know, like apartment leasing. And we would have folks come in with their like grandkids, you know, it'd be some like old guy coming with his grandkids. You run their background check. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you try to find out, you know, bills, any priors. And you see somebody who had like, like you said, some sort of like bullshit felony. Like a tax from like, yeah, yeah. not necessarily tax, but something like that. That was, or it would be something that was kind of, like just a step a step above a misdemeanor yeah. but happened like 35 years yeah, ago like a bullshit drug charge exactly from like exactly you know that he already had been to prison for like like he was out of prison but by the time I was born yeah. he's trying to get an apartment and I'm looking at him like yeah sorry I can't do that Say it, it blows my mind but yeah no if you control for incarceration rates then the voting these are supposed like shitty voter turnout yeah. not as fucking bad as they lead, lead us to think There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France. Which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mère and mère somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. If you want to bring coziness into your life, 
you turn to Barefoot Dreams. Now celebrating 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams is the originator of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as its ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are each made with premium materials. Get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code PODCAST15. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Interestingly enough, I, I just started reading uh, the new Jim Crow. I'm you didn't like, tell me. Why didn't you tell me? I mean, I'm like, I'm like six pages in. Why didn't you tell me? I would have bought it. We could read together. I mean, I actually have it on Kindle, so I'll share it with you. Okay, Kindle to me, you know what? I'm like disconnected because I was a Kindle. I was like, I don't like audiobooks, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's not audio, and you can read it on your, on your phone. You know, you, even with no, your, it's too your small. little phone. Oh, my iPad though. I'll read yeah, it on my iPad. You put it on there. Yeah, Kindle app. I found out. I didn't know there was a Kindle app. I that found out last week about the Kindle app. Yeah. But I mean, although, I mean, this is a weird aside. I, I do actually still want a Kindle. Like, I heard people really prefer it. My mom has a Kindle reading. and she, well, you know what? I like reading my iPad, but it's like looking into a mirror. It's like, yeah. It's so it's it's really so shiny. Funny. Yeah, it's so shiny. It's a lot. Yeah. But, but yeah, we should read it together. But friend. Yeah. Supposed friend. <laughs> I got you. Whatever. I got your six. Mm-hmm. But in the new Jim Crow, like in the first chapter, they're talking about exactly what you just said. If you're convicted of a felony, you lose your right to vote. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, that really disenfranchises a huge population of us because mm-hmm. we're disproportionately incarcerated. <laughs> um, surprise. Surprise. Uh, but yeah, so I, I definitely am not surprised by that. And curious as to how we would even go about really, really changing it. Like, there are so many like structural things in place to really keep that system going. It breaks my heart. That it's like, I don't even it's know like, if it's, damn. is it nationwide or is it state by state? That's I think that there are some states where where I, I think there are some states where uh, where prisoners can can um, like incarcerated people can vote. I think that there are some states where felony people that could be housing with the felony people. I, I don't know if nationwide. I I can't say for sure, yeah. but I I know that in some states, either felony uh, people with felonies or people and or people who are incarcerated can vote. I just. I think it might be a state-by-state thing. Interesting. I de- yeah, I definitely want to look into that. Yeah. That's, that's really cute. Because, I mean, to me, that makes it easier. Because, and this is, we're going way off topic. But uh-huh. I think... Somewhat off topic. We're talking yeah. about election stuff. If you look at how gay marriage, like the mm-hmm. approach to that, you know, since basically at the federal level, you know, they basically say, well, we've done what we can do for mm-hmm. now. You know, they've really taken a very, like, grassroots state-by-state way of attacking it. And clearly it's going in the right way. 33 states... Um, right now, yeah, likely get wow. Larger. I didn't realize it. Wow, it's big. Like wow, and the Supreme Court now. I think they're eventually going. Like the the expectations, they'll take it up soon. So likely, I mean, the shit's gonna go down. It's gonna be legal. Okay, a thing about felon voting, just quick. Uh, two states allow felons to vote from prison, while other states may permanently ban felons from voting even after being released from prison, parole, and probation, and having paid all their fines. So it is a state by state thing. So go ahead. I mean, it's gonna be hard to get a large majority of people in favor of that, the way that, you know, the the country has evolved on gay marriage. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, that's like a small ray of, of hope. It, you know what? <laughs> an, okay, and aside on an aside, actually, when you talk about getting people change their minds about gay marriage, 
or marriage equality. You're not supposed to say gamer. It sounds like it's different than like two straight people gamer. It's not. But yeah, marriage equality, getting people to get on board with that. There's a lot of emotional appeal. There are a lot of like, um, even if you think about like what's on television or art or famous people, people care about stuff like that. If you see a famous, it's just, it's representation. It's representation. If you see somebody who looks like you or seems like you, if you're a prejudiced person or somebody who doesn't, who's unfamiliar with shit, that shit did change a lot of people's minds. And it made people feel like it was socially acceptable for gay people to be able to, like, you know, conform to ideas of what, you know, a family should Should be be, or whatever. But I'm very interested to see, because you have to make an emotional appeal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have to make an emotional appeal to change conservative people's minds, to change white people's minds. Um, to change people with a lot of money's minds. You're, I mean, you're going to have to make a, a, a hefty emotional appeal just to get people to see, people en masse to see incarcerated populations as human beings. Yeah, I was going to say as people. As like, people. That's what... I read a really interesting article. I just covered my mouth. I'm sorry. I read a really interesting article about a daddy-daughter dance. I can't remember where it was. At a prison. Wow. Yes. And that was like, I, it was like the first time I had really read something like, you know, about that, that yeah. I actually, actually like covered it. It was the first time it, it stood out to me because it was the first time that I had read about incarcerated people as men with families, even though I know that they are. Yeah. And I've had family members, you know, be in prison for short, Same. you know, jail or prison for short periods of time or long. So I know that, that people in prison who are incarcerated have families, yeah. but it was the first time I had ever read in a publication something that, like, made it seem that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be very surprised. I would be very surprised. I'm very curious to see how that unfolds in the next, you know, in our generation. That may be something that we, like, like take up. Yeah. But well, I think a great start to that is even Orange is the New Black. Yeah, again, it's that social getting yeah. people to see. Like, the reality is, well, and, and clearly this is a fictional show, but mm-hmm. it still plays at some at some of the clear parallels that are actually happening in prisons in terms of, you know, people who are there, not necessarily on trumped up charges, but they, they made mistakes and they, you mm-hmm. know, they were convicted of this time to, mm-hmm. to serve this time rather. And they're serving it. And then they want to continue to live and, you know, be a human being just like everybody else. Exactly. And even just, um, putting a spotlight on incarcerated women yeah. and specifically on Oranges of the New Black, incarcerated young black and Latino women because yeah. people don't understand that the school to prison pipeline just as real for us as it is for y'all. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, I think that's shit, that needs to be the battleground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the next one, since we're, you know, I mean, we're not at the finish line on marriage equality, but yeah. we're it's not. It's not that far off. No, um, I mean, within our lifetime, it's going to be. It's going like to be like a legal probably thing. Probably the next decade. Yeah. Wow. Which is great. That's crazy. Yeah. I think about like what things were like when I was growing up. Yeah, like it blows my mind. Anyway, going back to going back to that, if we can figure out a way to to mobilize these, you know, these populations that are often forgotten, mm-hmm. that's going to change the whole shit. But in the next two years. Nah, I don't know about that. We got a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on right yeah, now. Yeah, but going back to Barack, like he has made some big, big moves to try to shore. I mean, this is my assumption. Nobody actually knows what he's doing, and I, I put like the to, big quotation. Marks. I know. Watch you look like a creep with these little who knows. But go ahead. But he, the first thing he did was, and it seemed like this was kind of. I mean, to me, this was real ballsy, but it was definitely the kind of the alley-oop for like a larger push mm-hmm. but he came out 
very strongly in support of net neutrality. Yeah. And net neutrality, just to, to give a, a quick recap, the, the FCC, the um, Federal Communications, communications Commission. Yep. They passed legislation to basically say to communications companies that you can't say, hey, Google, give me $50 million and I'll make sure your internet. You're going to be way faster than everybody else. Yeah. Like your your website is going to be lightning quick and everybody else is going to be like shit. It's going to be like dial up. Yeah. And then they're not going to go to their website. They're going to go to your website. Exactly. So. <laughs> that's like some that's like some real Barry Gordy pale shit. Like yeah. that sounds so fucked up. I don't know how they thought. I don't know how they thought we were going to be like, yeah, fine. Yeah, and okay. not, it's not like young people don't use the internet. No. All the If I could get the time. internet embedded into my body, <laughs> I would. I mean, it's on my wrist right now. It's true. True. Like, it's true. crazy. I have it literally on me all the time. So that, I mean, obviously, millennials were extremely excited about that. And anybody who, you know, the tech industry, anybody, or a lot of the tech industry, mm-hmm. um, except for the people, you know, the, the communications part of the tech industry in terms of, like, Comcast mm-hmm. and k and all that shit. But they were extremely shocked, one, because he didn't really have, it's not like folks was beating down his door to do this, because the FCC doesn't really have a timeline of when they have to do this. But yeah, they were hyped. They were like, oh my God, yeah, this is great. And now the FCC is in a position for where they don't have to listen to him, you know? No, they're like their own thing. Their own thing. They're independent. But it would look really bad. (laughs) <laughs> they went back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they yeah. if now that they put out legislation that comes out against net neutrality, which is which is I think really, really great and an easy way to make sure that, you know, millennials and young people still still know that he's out here for us. Oh, I mean I did I mean I did I knew the chicken noodle soup dance. I did right. <laughs> I hit that yeet. I did the shmoney dance when I like was on Twitter. At work again, and I saw Obama was like net neutrality. <laughs> you burnt like that's yeah. not happening. like y- y'all thought y'all thought I wasn't gonna come for this net neutrality. Fuck y'all. When he came out with that, I was like, yes. but yeah. So I mean, the only thing I would have said so he is got I, me. Yeah, he. I mean, he, he he's always had me. He had me at hello, but <laughs> yeah, man, we we stro- we go through it. Yeah, I mean, I get through, mad. But ultimately, but like you know, I get mad at you. You know, whatever. you stay mad at me. <laughs> but okay, go ahead. But I, I almost wish he would have waited a little bit because my only fear is that, I mean, it's great to have the support now because mm-hmm. people, I mean, obviously morale is low. <laughs> morale is really low. Could, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just almost wish he would have saved it a little bit till we got closer to the election. And then, you know, it's like a wave. And they're trying to like pop these yeah, little like, decisions bam, off. Like, bam. Booyah! <laughs> like that. But the other big thing that like over, like surprisingly overshadows this mm-hmm. is... He had basically said that through executive action, I'm going to grant some form of amnesty to over 5 million illegal immigrants. That's like a mic drop. Yeah. Worthy of a mic drop. I mean, he didn't even, he didn't even, he didn't even go, he didn't even do a press conference. No. They like, they like basically talked to a couple of reporters. It's not even Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Like the election just happened. It's not yet Thanksgiving. He hasn't gone to Hawaii for Christmas or whatever the fuck he does. He's just like... He's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, he's like, it's done. So, yeah. so yeah. And the other crazy thing about it is I read it, I read some... I, I don't even remember the article. I think it was in Daily Intel. Um, but John Boehner... And I always mm-hmm. say his name wrong, but so I got it right you that do. time. You say it like yes. every... You use every other... <laughs> every constant, not constant, vowel sound. It's like than, a, the, than the long A. My subconscious passive aggression towards him. But... 
True, true. <laughs> yeah, true. basically. But he actually, him and a few other conservative um, or Republican shit, um, yeah. <laughs> Republican legislators in the House met with Obama and they talked to him about um, immigration. They were mm-hmm. like, yo, so I know, like, we know this is a big deal. We need to get the Hispanic vote, the Latino vote as well. Mm-hmm. Give me a little breathing room to try to talk to my people to figure this out. I love that. That's like, uh, okay, so how about you give me this whole brick for half price? Right? <laughs> I'm going to go see what I can do with my man. I'm going to come back to you on Tuesday, and I'm going to let you see how the shit pans out. I might be able to move Take me in my way. word. Take me in my word. Right. Like, what? And literally the next day, there was another, like, there was another article that came out, and a whole bunch of other, like, really strongly conservative Republican um, congressmen were like, nah. Not going down. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. He's like, oh, oh me? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not, I'm not the one. Right. And I guess Obama heard that and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Watched his hands. He was like, oh. I'm through. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And, I mean, that is huge because Republicans, you know, this is something you have brought up before. Mm-hmm. The Latino community, while they, the majority of them vote Democratic, there's a large portion that will swing Republican, mm-hmm. and largely because of I, I would imagine social um, like social issues. There's a, like a lot yeah, of yeah, a little bit more variance. I think a lot of people do too. Compare like the Hispanic and Latino voting block to the Black voting block. Yeah, and we are we stay pretty much aligned on a lot of shit because yeah. a lot of things do affect us all in a somewhat uniform way. Yeah, even regardless of class. I was going to say, regardless of class, like a lot of things affect us all really, really similarly. But being Latino or Hispanic in America is such, you have, there's such a huge range in what your identity could be like and what your daily life is like that, yeah, there's just more room for variance in there. And Republicans know that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yo, we got to get it together. Mm -hmm. We got to get together (laughs) quick. But they can't. They literally can't. You got, you know, you got, Tea Party conservatives, regular conservatives, yeah. and it was just like, nah, I'm it's not going up. down. It's not going down no. at all. To to make this type of move now, there's no real way Republicans can come out and say that's a bad decision. Mm-hmm. They know that they have to be in favor of figuring out a way to to loosen our immigration policy because yeah. it's just it's screwed up, right? Well, now. we were talking about Texas earlier and obviously Latino vote in Texas is huge. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay, so here's some statistics from that were released just before by Pew just before the 2014 midterm elections. So, a record 25.2 million Latinos are eligible to vote in the 2014 midterm elections, making up for the first time 11% of all eligible voters nationwide. Now, think about this. They talk about 2040, right? Yeah. When I think, are white people supposed to become a minority now? In 2040, is that what it is? Yeah. Right. Or they're no longer the majority. I can't remember what it is. They're no longer the majority. majority, Right. In 2040. So, black population, we're not really like, we're not coming up in the game like that. Who's really taking over for the 99 and the 2000 (laughs) are Latino Hispanic people. Yeah. Like, really coming through with this population. Because the demographics of America are changing. If if we're 11, rapidly, if we're 11%. There are 11% of all eligible voters nationwide right now in 2014. By 2040, by 2030, shit's by 2020, yeah. shit's going to be... 2020, that's two, That's only, what, one election cycle from now? Yeah. Like, this shit is going to be completely different. Yeah. 11% at 2014 midterm elections. I mean, 11, just to put it in context, because on the face, 11% maybe doesn't sound that big. Oh, true. But 11% is enough to swing any election. True. 
any election. True. That's a huge. That's a huge number in terms of having a block or a voting block, as they say, to go any specific way. And if there's some solidarity within that, <laughs> yo, like you see it's how a we rap. do. We yeah. just, like well, I don't know. I don't know about solidarity, like on the whole. Yeah, but, but like for the most we part, vote, when we be voting, it's like we give the collective rap. head nod. It's true because even if you think about like we do give the collective. It's true. Yeah. We go to the polls, just like right. you know what it yeah. is. And it's, we even have, like, like again, we were talking, who are the people we were talking about earlier? Alan Keyes, mm-hmm. Herman Cain. Yeah. If if we see that you're truly on some wild shit, we don't fuck with you. Yeah, you're done. You're, you're done. done. <laughs> you're washed. Don't come to the hood no more, Exactly. Dog. You're cooked. You're washed. It's a wrap. But, yeah, no, 11%? Yeah. With some solidarity behind it? It's crazy. Like, yeah. it's crazy. And, I mean, that's, that's big. So, I'm really excited to see if, you know, if this is, this is, like, the first real week beyond the election. Yeah. Who knows what you got coming? And I, I mean, I have my, oh. I have my own little theory of what I'm, you know, not necessarily hoping for, but mm-hmm. what well, fuck it, I'm hoping for. Uh huh. I think honestly, he's gonna come out more in support of states legalizing marijuana. I wouldn't be surprised. He has nothing to lose by it, and, and, then, and that way Hillary doesn't have to really. If he can, if he, like, if he's he on his way it, out. Yeah. Right, he can kind of like loosen that a little bit and get people more used to the idea, and then Hillary don't really have to. Assuming, yeah, obviously, assuming that Hillary's going to be the candidate in twenty sixteen, she don't really. She's not going to. It'll be. It won't be as difficult of a road for her to hoe exactly. on the, you know, the marijuana legalization or decriminalization. And that right. would be like that's to me that would be his gift to us because marijuana is basically what states use oh to put to put us in jail in jail at a ridiculous a ridiculously disproportionate rate and it, you know that would be that would be for real for real like life changing for millions and millions of black people across the country i guess so i'm just trying to think about it i don't know you know what i don't know enough about i need to read more about it i don't know enough about it because i know that i like know a little bit about colorado I don't know. I need to look into it more. I'm well, trying to. I, I I remember reading a little something a few maybe it was a year ago, kind of just about how like weed legalization would be or decriminalization is well no legalization, legalization. is good like on the surface like on the, but like it's still there's still ways for it to fuck uh, folks who look like us. I can't yeah, remember specifically, that's true. Where, but it does it does open up that path. Though. Yeah, it's a major step in that direction. And it, you know, and I think the the parallels are. Here in New York, we so the pathway of how the criminalization of weed affects us is that when if if we have it on us right now, mm-hmm. we are arrested. Even though in some like in some parts of the city, in you know in Brooklyn, the DA will throw it out. He's basically said, "I will not prosecute a small level weed charge," hey. which is great. But they use it to take you down, to arrest you, to mm-hmm. fingerprint you, to put you into in that system. system. Yeah, and then you know if you're ever you know, lo and behold, stopped again, you're already like, it's, you're a trap. Oh, you're yeah, already, they're, they're you know, like, well, you've been picked up for such and such yeah, before, so. It's, it's you, going down. It starts Come that on. paper trail. Yeah, exactly. So even like that step, that's, and luckily that's starting to change. I don't know if I agree with the way that it's beginning to happen mm-hmm. here, but that's starting to change. But that even, those types of steps would be huge for us. And I agree. There are, there, I want to go back. I know the article that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I can't. It's like can't, an it's, interview or a talk. Yeah, it's it's like for, it's from a minute ago. Yeah, but there are some things about that. It has to be done in a very specific, specific way. way. Mm-hmm. But if that happens, that that's huge for for starting to end that pipeline to disproportionate incarceration. Yeah. Um, that disproportionately affects us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like, I can't even imagine what like a generation... 
of like <laughs> of black people would look like without us getting like thrown into pr- I mean I can dream that like without us getting thrown into prison for you know ridiculous shit all of the time but I mean even if we just think about a generation of black people that would not be incarcerated for marijuana at like such ridiculous rates what does that even look like I don't even yeah. know it's crazy. Yeah. See, look at that. He like just you talking about that got me emotional. And then, yeah, if we were to start going in that direction, I think he'd be able to hook a fair amount of people. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, we don't we we wanted this one to be a be a bit brief. We just wanted to we just want to let y'all know what's going out here. Yeah. What's going wanna, on out here? What's going on? What's going on here? We're just you know. Um, actually, I don't I don't really know how to describe what it is, but we're keeping y'all in the loop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I have. But no, I mean, these were these were some important developments, and mm-hmm. we just wanted to to kind of bring them to light because it's interesting. You know, a lot of times it goes back to the same way they talked about Wendy Davis. The narrative now is Wendy Davis lost the women vote. But yeah. the truth is, this all of these things affect us. It you know, and it's not even like trickle down effects. No, like, there's some pretty cut and dry, pretty clear. Yeah ways that these things affect us. So, I mean, I always think that it's important to talk about politics. And I know we talk about it, you know, yeah. going back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I think this is good. This, this is was good. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm very interested to, to, like, I was about to see, be like, to come back and listen to this in a year. A year from now, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. want to be listening to 30 minutes of myself talking from fucking, <laughs> <laughs> like, a year ago. But... Um, it's exciting to see. Yeah, how... Things turn out. Maybe marriage equality will have passed. Maybe you know. Maybe like we'll have reformed the way felons can't vote. We'll yeah. change the tie for yeah. You're from now. Maybe I'll go to space. Yeah, like Beyonce. I'll be on the moon, chilling with chilling moon with Barack. Walking. I mean, that's all you can call it if you're up there already. True. I'm all right. Run anyway. Thanks, guys. This has been fun. Yeah. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Bye. Bye. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life.